Hey guys, welcome to episode number 58 of the Mimi Me Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi Me Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, I'm so excited about today's podcast. I'm here with the Almost 30 Girls. I know some of you have heard me talk about them before on my podcast. I always recommend them to uh, you girls that DM me asking for podcast recommendations. And I actually listen to their podcast all the time and I got connected with them and I thought I would have them on here because they're so inspirational, so motivational, and just really sick girls. So welcome, Lindsay and Krista. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And you know, your girls are welcome to join our community. We can merge community because you've created such a beautiful space on the internet for your beautiful babes. So we're welcoming them to join Almost 30 Nation too. Yeah. Amazing. So should we just get started for the listeners that don't know who you guys are? And if you guys want to kind of go into your story and how you guys, you know, started your podcast and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I'll do, I'll go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, we started, I'm trying to think like a little two and a half years now, um, probably three. And I was auditioning to be a soul cycle instructor. So, um, here in LA in New York, there's this like fitness workout class where you like are dancing on a bike, whatever. But I really wanted to be a soul cycle instructor. I thought that was like my my life purpose. Like I was so drawn to it. Um, so I did all the things I, you know, lost weight. I worked out a billion times a week. I went to every class. I did all this stuff and I auditioned when I was in New York and I didn't get it. And I was absolutely crushed. My dreams were crushed. Um, and then I started to get vocal lessons to be better on the microphone, to really be comfortable, uh, being in front of a room because at that time I wasn't comfortable in front of a room and I wasn't comfortable on a mic. And, um, in between then I moved to LA and I needed to figure out how to be better for soul cycle and how to be a better instructor. So I was, um, connected to Lindsay. So Lindsay is a soul cycle instructor here in Los Angeles. And when we connected, she helped me with my audition. She helped me feel more comfortable on the mic and all these things. And I auditioned again and I didn't get it, which is so embarrassing, but, um, that's kind of what happened, but I didn't really need soul cycle anymore after I found Lindsay because we had this magnetic connection. Um, and we were having these deep conversations about transitions we were going through. Um, she was transitioning out of a relationship that was really impactful in her life. She had just moved to LA from New York for five years. So when you move to LA, you kind of go through a lot of health transitions too, because the lifestyle is so different than New York. Um, I was transitioning from being in New York to being in LA and feeling like, um, I needed to figure out where my friends were, who my friends were, were my friends going to be new people? Was I going to try and keep old friendships? So there's always so much happening in everyone's life. And there's so much happening, especially in your transition from your twenties to your thirties, you're figuring out who to be, who you want to hang out with, what to eat, uh, what your career might be. Um, there's so much. So we wanted to kind of bring the conversations that we were having these deep intellectual conversations, uh, to the microphone and to the airwaves through a podcast. Um, so we recorded on our closet floors for about seven months 
And then we launched the podcast a little over two years ago. And it's just really, really grown um, into a community of women that are dedicated to personal growth, to health, to wellness, um, to really just being a better, more conscious person. That's amazing. I love that so much. And yeah, that's what I talk about on the podcast too, personal growth. Like let's make it a cool thing because it is so freaking important, especially at this time in our lives, you know. I'm 22, so I'm a bit younger, but I think I went through this personal growth experience while I started it, um, you know, when I was 18 and there's mm-hmm. so much to it. So that's just so incredible and I'm I'm so, you know, like just happy that I've met you guys and I have your podcast to listen to as well because it's just so important, you know, to, to make it more of a thing. And also like you guys are have such a strong sense of community on the podcast and you have your Facebook page and everything. And I think that's so important too because I'm sure so many of your listeners just have connected with each other as well and, you know, started friendships from from you guys. And is, isn't that insane? You've, you've created – this insane, amazing, big community. And it's just so commendable, really. It's been like the single most rewarding part of what we do is meeting other women who are just as curious, who are wanting to do better for themselves so that they can be better for other people, for their dreams, anything that they want to do in this life. And, um, you know, for us, like we're not, we're not experts. We're not gurus. We're not teachers um, necessarily. But what we found is that the more that we share, that we are vulnerable and honest about where we are in this current moment, the more deeply people connect um, with us and share with us. And then in turn, there's it's like this exchange of just like love, inspiration, support, laughs. Like we laugh so much because so much of what we go through is like kind of crazy sometimes, right? And like we laugh because we realize, oh my God, like we're not the only ones, right? And so it takes the pressure off of inevitable life transitions and just makes it more of like this beautiful adventure together. Um, but yeah, the community just reminds us every single day that, you know, this is so much more than Kristen and I, you know, we, we never really thought it was about us anyway, but now we truly know that like, there is just this higher entity that is almost 30 that was like, Hey, can you girls help facilitate this really important movement of, you know, conversations and community that will hopefully just empower people all over the world to be themselves, to pursue their dreams fearlessly, to take care of themselves, um, and to have sometimes hard conversations, you know, like I don't think evolving comes without a little bit of discomfort. And, um, if you do the same thing over and over, you know, nothing's going to change. It's a little bit insane. So we're, we're willing to be out there having these, um, thought provoking conversations that hopefully will help people to maybe shift their perspective if they, if they need that. Mm -hmm. It's like a support system almost. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners, you know, don't have big sisters sometimes to, to help them through certain things. And I'm sure you guys take that role, which is amazing. It's really, really amazing. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, if you think about, you know, like a high school experience, you know, Lindsay had, or I had, or, you know, even in middle school when, you know, there was mean girls and there was people that were kind of bullying you and being hard on you. You can also think too, and I think now to like our community, it's like, 
you can also give people the permission to be good to one another and give people the permission to support one another and to um, meet a stranger, you know, that has a similar interest of personal growth of health at the coffee shop and um, see how you can help uh, the community by volunteering or something like that. So we've seen such beautiful um, selfless acts such as volunteering, such as going on trips with people in the community. And it's just a reminder that there are so many good people in the world. There are so many people that are like you, although it may feel like you're alone sometimes when you are on a personal growth journey and you are dedicated to um, bettering yourself and kind of going outside your comfort zone um, to be more conscious and more evolved. Um, you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. And you, you know, I think the other thing as well is you decide what you feed your brain with. And if you're feeding yes. your brain with positive podcasts and audiobooks and, you know, not just listening to music, but actually like feeding your brain while you're doing things like going to buy groceries or doing your hair and makeup, like it really just changes your life. And it's such a micro habit. That, that it's just so easy to change, but it really has such a big effect. And I know that from personal experience because around a year and a half ago, I started listening to podcasts instead of music at the gym. And it just like really changed how I thought. And I was constantly learning and I felt my brain, brain expanding. And, you know, it's it's just such an easy thing to do. And it's I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, so, agreed. yeah. So what has starting a podcast taught you about yourselves as people? Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, for anyone that listens to a podcast, you know, it's, it's amazing and awesome, but it is an opportunity every week to hear myself um, and to kind of check in, you know, to how I'm listening, how I'm speaking, if I'm being myself, if I'm being authentic, if I'm being thoughtful in my questions, if I'm being prepared. So there is so much analysis and reflection that the podcast has given me. Um, it is amazing and it can also be overwhelming at times, you know, to be forced to grow so quickly and to grow so much in a public space. It's not easy. You know, it's, it can often be uncomfortable and it can often be challenging and it can often be like, sometimes I'm just like, okay, I want to slow down a little bit because I want to make sure that I'm processing and remembering that I need to be um, more patient during my interviews or I need to be more prepared or I need to be less, more inclusive. You know, there's a lot of different things that you can take and you can learn from it. Um, so really the podcast has been such a huge, huge catalyst for a lot of evaluation and analysis about how I interact with the world and how I show up for our community and for everyone that listens. Um, you know, it's even hard to think about and describe how much growth I've done in the past two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I echo that. And I just add that, like, you know, it's, we, we are ourselves on air, but that's also saying that like, it's hard to, to like, watch yourself or like feel yourself learn in a public way, right? Like I sometimes have moments and I don't mean public, like everyone's eyes are on us. It's just like we are putting ourselves out there. So we are also kind of putting ourselves in a position where people um, have feedback. And like, I've just really learned that like, that is, I'm so grateful for it. Like we're lucky enough that we 
are in a position where people care and they listen, they're impacted and they have an opinion and they want to share it with us, you know, whatever that opinion is. Like I've just learned that riding that wave of, of energy coming in and us putting it out, um, is ever changing and is always going to be, uh, the foundation of like my commitment to growth, you know, cause I think feedback, um, and even just your own like internal feedback can like paralyze you, but with a, you know, a partner like Krista and a community like we have, like, I'm just so, I'm so committed to just forward movement of like, okay, awesome. I hear that. Like that resonates with me. And I do feel like there's an opportunity for growth there. Um, and as we up level and, and, and the community grows and we have more people on our team, you know, not just looking at it as like pressure to like do better, make more money, be better, whatever it is, but just really like coming from a place of gratitude, like, wow, like what we started in our closets is becoming something that people truly want to get behind and care about. And that is more like motivation rather than a, uh, something that scares me. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? Me? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good question. Oh, I can tell you guys are podcasting. It was you your question. Me. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Honestly, it keeps me on track. That's the biggest thing because I schedule like I have like three podcast recordings, I think, a week at this point. Mm-hmm. And I interview really cool people in like the health scene and like, you know, just like, you know, gurus and, and relationships and personal growth and, and motivation and big people and you know, the entrepreneur world as well. And you know what? Honestly, it keeps me motivated. And I'm really honest to my listeners that like, I'm not always motivated. Like, I don't feel like it sometimes. Yes, when I'm having a good day, I'll do my morning routine. I'll meditate. I'll work out. I'll do this. I'll eat really healthy. But sometimes I don't do it. And that's okay because it makes me human and it makes everybody human to not 100% be on track all the time. But the podcast for me is just a a check-in. Like you guys said, it's like, Three days a week or or more or less, I talk to somebody who just inspires me for 45 minutes to an hour and I kind of just feel more me afterwards. And also like I think the biggest thing too is just having a podcast just allows me to have these insightful and deep conversations with people that I wouldn't normally have obviously. And even if like – you know, one of my best friends, Stella, she's a holistic nutritionist and we've done a few podcasts together and we'll go deep into conversations that we don't even go deep on, like as deep on when we're on the phone. And like, you know, I, we speak every single day. So you'd think that we'd have conversations that are really, really deep all the time, but like, we don't realize that our relationships aren't, you know, it's, it's hard to have these deep, insightful conversations when there's no purpose for it sometimes. And, you know, if you have the purpose of recording a podcast for listeners that could benefit, you know, you kind of get deeper in and <clears throat> sorry, I have something in my throat. <clears throat> and um, you kind of get deeper in. And I think it's, it's really, it's, it's nice. Cause I feel like I know Stella better now. I've known her for 10 years. She's my best friend. But now it's, it's, it's really a sweet thing. I think um, the other thing is again, building, um, you know, a stronger community. So my followers, like I was telling you guys before we started recording, um, a lot of them came from uh, this reality show that I used to be on. And that obviously, I don't know how much you guys know about reality, but that ain't real life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of people had a certain perception of me that wasn't necessarily true. And even on Instagram, 
it's it's really not real life, as everybody knows. And and I'll admit it, like I don't post photos that I don't think I look great in. Like that's mm-hmm. just Same. that's just my yeah. what I'm con- conditioned to to do. And and that's just me. So that's okay. Like yeah, that's you know what I mean. Yeah. It's okay. okay. Like I think that's something too. Like I don't need to post a picture that I don't feel attractive in if I don't want to. And like people can post pictures where they don't feel attractive and both are okay. You know, there's like our friend Peter Kelly was talking about, there shouldn't be like a dogma around what people should post on their Instagram. Like if I want that to be my highlight feed, I'm going to have it be my highlight feed and you can as well. There shouldn't be like, we should be really authentic and vulnerable and post pictures of us with zits and all this stuff. It's like, just do what you want. Do what you want. Yeah. Exactly. But then I feel like I I make up for it on this podcast where I feel like I have such a voice and I'm just so comfortable talking about, you know, my personal experiences and and things that I wouldn't necessarily want to highlight on Instagram. Also, just because there's such a different audience. Like you guys listening to this podcast, I feel like you're my friends and I feel like you're you just you're my like, you know, I actually feel like Big like we, we get each other and like, yeah, because honestly, my some Instagram people are trolls and I just don't really feel like that's a space where I'm comfortable sharing a lot in. Yes, completely. Totally. 100% agree. Have you, you guys 20, ever- You are 22 going on yeah. 45. You're so smart. I'm like, oh my God, if I, was, if, I had, if I was you at 22, wow. Wow. Sky is stop it. I'm blushing. <laughs> Thank you, honestly. Well, you know, I put a lot of work into myself and I've also- you know, I've taken big risks in my life that have kind of forced me to to propel myself into this personal growth world. And yeah, and, uh, yeah so I, I wonder I'm, if going on reality TV has kind of like provided you a mirror and an opportunity. F- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's almost like that's a mirror for you. And you're like, OK, I'm going to check in with what I think I should grow and change and evolve in my life. Cause I, you know, I'm just thinking like, I didn't have anything like that. That was really like showing me kind of where my gaps maybe, you know, if you're, if you're watching yourself, you're kind of like, okay, I I kind of am doing this or I'm kind of doing that. Um, I'm sure that was like a huge catalyst to this for you. Majorly, honestly, you know, and at the beginning when I first started the show, like they made me the bad guy, the bad character, they, they edited it. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Like, and I was so young too. This was like two years ago, and wow. I was so naive. And I just moved to London, and I was taking a big risk. And I, you know, they they were dangling a visa in front of me, being like, "Oh, you know, come on here." So I, it's just like being naive and a mix of that and being manipulated because I, I guess I was easily manipulated <laughs> looking back. Um, uh, so it, it it taught me a lot though because when it kind of aired, I was like, "Oh, you know, sometimes people don't have your best interest at heart." Oh shit! I'm mm-hmm. I'm gaining Instagram followers. Yeah, sure, but I'm not getting that many good comments. Like, what's going on? Yeah. So I think that really motivated me because I've always been very outspoken. It, so it motivated me when I started seeing people being like, "Oh, look, I didn't like what you did on the show." I'd be like, "Wait, this is not the real me. I want I want to show you the real me." Mm-hmm. So I actually I started. I had a blog before I went on the show, and um, you know, it, I turned it into an online magazine. Uh, maybe when I just started the show and I wanted to make it, you know, this, this whole brand that I, I really felt in tune with. So it's all about, you know, being the best you personal growth, like health, this, that, and people saw that. And then they saw the show and they were like, this doesn't add up. Like Mm -hmm. what you are this like mean girl on the show. And then in, in real life, like, and on Instagram and on your Instagram stories and all this stuff, you, you seem really down to earth and nice. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, so I don't know where I was getting to with this, well, it's but it's like you had to, you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Like 
it's like this, it's almost like that. It's like, okay, so that's making you look at yourself. And then the portrayal of you forced you to be more of yourself or share more of who you really are online and on the podcast so that you could be understood for the person that you are and not the person you were portrayed as. Absolutely. It was like a fire up my ass being like, you got to go show people who you really are. (laughs) But I think, yeah, there's a lot of personal growth that comes into like doing something new and taking risks in general. It's not just being on a reality show. It's the the, the fact that I, you know, moved to a different country at a really young age and had to kind of make it by myself. And I, and I think that's what really propelled me into this whole world is, is taking risks. And I've never wanted to live an average and mediocre life. So I've always just taken risks and listened to my gut, even though I didn't really know at the time where it was taking me, but it's, it seemed to work out quite, quite fine. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It always does. Yeah. It's it always, always fun to like connect the dots. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Know. So what about you guys? What, what are some massive things that you've learned from some of your guests on the show? Cause you've done what hundreds of interviews at this point mm-hmm. yeah and you've had incredible guests on that are just so inspirational and motivating and just incredible what are some major life tips or just life advice in general that both of you have learned from doing the show let me see okay first a big one for health and wellness um, the lovely Kelly Levesque of Be Well by Kelly on our podcast. She was one of the, you know, maybe first 20 people on the show. And she told us about the Fab Four, fat, fiber, protein, and greens. So when we're thinking about from a health perspective, having fat, fiber, so fat from an avocado, maybe nuts, oils, um, fiber from, you know, maybe chia seeds or leafy greens, protein, a protein source, whatever your protein source is, and then um, greens in your meal. Um, That's a really good guide for figuring out a way to balance your body, to balance your blood sugar, to lose weight, to feel full and turn on your hunger hormones um, so that you can feel satiated throughout the day. So that was a huge game changer for my life was um, really incorporating that. And the way that I do that now is through the Fab Four smoothie that Kelly talks about. Uh, So that's just my morning smoothie. I'll I'll have avocado in it. I'll have protein powder. I'll have some spinach. And then I'll have fiber from like chia seeds or flax or something like that. And that has helped me to um, balance my blood sugar and stay full through the day. So that's a huge one Mm. as far as health that has really impacted me. And then um, through the guests, they've really just given me permission. You know, they've given me permission to be more of myself, to accept um, the journey, you know, might not be perfect, might be challenging. Um, you know, we've had people on that have gone bankrupt twice, like Susie Batiz, or have lost their job or lost their business, or, um, you know, just really not excelled in certain areas. But when they found their thing, they went for it without, with reckless abandon and were unafraid and, um, have made it. And so they've really given me permission in our business. Um, and with almost 30 podcasts to be myself, to be unafraid, to make mistakes and to, um, just continue to grow this thing. That is my dream. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. What about you, Lindsay? I think, uh, there are a couple women in particular who have, reminded me that what I do, it's okay to demand from it that it lights me up. So two women that come to mind are Susie Batiz and Peter Kelly. Um, Susie Batiz talks about, you know, 
things that she pursues, uh, a requirement for her is that it makes her feel alive as shit, as she says it. And um, I just always remember that because, you know, I think that I was conditioned just by what I witnessed. It's not like I was taught to do this, but I just, you know, was modeled this where, you know, people kind of settled. They settled for the job that didn't make them happy. They settled for the relationship that, you know, didn't make them a better person, you know? So I just, I always remember that, that that's okay, that it can make you happy, that it can light you up, that it can give you like this insane energy and inspiration every single day. Um, and I'm like, I'm fully committed to doing that and, and pursuing that for the rest of my life. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean career. Like I just, I want to give that energy to relationships, to my future kids, if I'm lucky enough to, to my downtime and my relaxation, just like doing things that make me feel alive. And then Peter Kelly also talks about like unkinking your hose. Um, oftentimes we engage in relationships, activities, uh, commitments, or we adhere to dogma that like are, is just kinking our hose and not allowing the energy and the love to flow. Um, so it's getting really real about that. Um, and I love her. So if you, if your listeners don't follow uh, either of those women, I highly recommend Susie Batiz, founder of Poopery, and Peter Kelly. Um, and mm. then lastly, I think uh, John Wineland had a huge impact on me at a very specific time in my life. Um, he's a relationship coach, uh, but so much more than that. Um, I just really learned from him that you know, it's not about seeking the love. I think it is about allowing the love to flow through you. And it starts with really being in your body and moving and engaging from your heart space. And while someone else might be not as open as you, like your willingness to be as open and heart-centered could change them, you know, in an instant and could change your relationship and just create like an insane magnetic connection. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's so many, but John Wineland, Susie Batiste, Peter Kelly, check them out. They're the best. That's amazing. And it's so true thinking about it. If you speak to anybody who's successful in any area of their life, they're they're all going to say they just haven't settled. You know, anyone who settles doesn't really achieve incredible things. So that's so true. And I love that. I really do. So how do you deal with with fears and insecurities about about, you know, yourself or succeeding? Because I think that's something that I struggle with quite a bit. You know, I'm either really, really good or I'm or I'm fearful. And I just kind of feel like, a bit negative sometimes and not all the time. I'm pretty good at, you know, balancing it, but you know, I, I definitely feel it when I'm stressed or if something pops up, how do you guys deal with that? Cause obviously being an entrepreneur and as we all are, you know, it, it's really hard sometimes to have structure and to feel really balanced. Is there anything you guys do to, to kind of keep that balance and to, to self-check? Yeah, I think that is really hard. And, um, I think about that a lot, you know, sometimes I'm like, damn, like there's so many emotions in the world and there's so many emotions that you experience on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, you wake up and you feel one way and then, you know, you look at your phone and you feel a different way and then you eat breakfast and you feel a different way and then you talk to your boyfriend and you feel a different way and, you know, it's just, 
it's never stops. And so through meditation, you know, I try and just kind of create like guardrails for my emotions so that I can kind of act within a certain range of levels so that I'm letting things that don't, you know, really matter roll off my back or I don't really think about them too much. Um, And then as far as, you know, starting your own business and kind of running your own business and not really having the schedule or the balance, um, I try and just keep remembering and reminding myself that this is what I worked hard for to not have a structure and to be able to um, be self-motivated and figure out how my workday will fit into my life and vice versa. Because when I worked at a corporate job for so long, you know, that was my day and my schedule was dictated by nine to five or eight to six or whatever that schedule was. So to have flexibility and freedom I'm so grateful for it. Um, you know, sometimes it's kind of weird or awkward when um, you're taking a break in the afternoon and then working all night or you're working at seven in the morning or whatever the schedule is. Um, but I just kind of try and allow myself to fall into the flow of that and to find beauty in that. Um, but I think everyone has moments or days where they feel more negative than others or they feel um, less inspired or less motivated or less connected Um But during those days too, if I find a moment where I'm laughing about something, I try and hold on to that laughter or that joy a little bit longer and kind of let that like soak in my soul and soak in um, so that I can kind of try and take that with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think um, some things that I've been incorporating just only recently, but I've made like a huge impact. I've been just in terms of handling fear and really putting into perspective everything that's going on and how I'm perceiving it or dealing with it is one therapy. Um, I hadn't gone, um, consistently ever. So it's been a really great investment for me. Um, I go every week and I just walk out of there one feeling lighter, but also just, it's funny how like, during the day, how quickly like your head can kind of spin off track, you know, and then all of a sudden you have a simple conversation that's like guided by someone who knows their shit and can kind of get to the root of what's actually going on. And so I've started to do that for myself, which is great. And I think the the point of it all. Um, and then also I've been I, I like to write, but I've, I've also been like kind of avoiding it because I know that when I do write, even if it's just free, write, What tends to happen is like thoughts will come through and, um, I guess, you know, it feels like my soul. Uh, and we've, we've done this with, with Brie Lalanson who's been on the podcast, but it's just, it's crazy what comes through. Like the truth comes through and just puts, you know, all of your fears, um, and gives them breath, you know, like you're just, you're able to separate the thoughts and understand like what is really, really going on. Um, I forget mm-hmm. who said this, but like, but I heard it once and it made sense that fear is excitement without breath. So like, just like really committing and like Krista said, just meditation, like breathing through, like being present through the fear instead of avoiding it or writing it off like it's there for a reason it's supposed to move you but just give it breath and maybe it'll feel a bit more exciting and like Mm -hmm. livable that is so true 
fear is so normal in life and and you can't get anywhere incredible without some fear. And I guess we just need to get comfortable with it, right? Like that's the trick. It's not trying to get rid of the fear. It's just by accepting the fear and and allowing it into your life and using it as a power. I remember I was speaking to someone once about about public speaking. I had this event last year to relaunch my online magazine and I had to well, I didn't have to, but I did this little speech at the beginning and I was so nervous. I don't know what what came over me. I, I, I'm usually such a confident person, but I was just so nervous. Everybody that I cared about was going to be there. And, and it was just this big deal for me. And I remember having a conversation with a friend and she was like, Mimi, just, just pretend that that fear is excitement. So tell yourself before going up, oh, I'm so excited to do it. I'm so excited because your body can't really tell the difference between, you know, fear and excitement. What your palms are sweating, your heart's racing. You get both of those you know, side effects from from fear and from excitement. So I tried tricking my body into thinking I was really excited, except, you know, or not fearful. And and it really worked. And, and I felt way better about it. And I had to keep reminding myself throughout the speech. I was like, all right, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. that's so true. I, I love that's that. So cool. It's not about getting rid of the fear. It's about just accepting it and kind of working with it, dancing with it dance in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I think cuz I went to this Tony Robbins seminar oh, in yeah. in May last year. He's like the best in the entire world. And um I think he's the one who said that. I don't know if it was about fear or another like negative emotion that everybody kind of has. Um but he was like just dance with it, you know? You just go with it and try leading it but dance with it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, have you guys ever win. been? Tony for the win. <laughs> I know. Have you guys ever been to one of his seminars? No, no. we haven't. We will oh go. I will. Have to. Time. Um, we've yeah. had a lot of friends it. go. Yeah, yeah, we've had so many friends go. I just like to go for the spectacle of it. Mm. You know, where he's like almost like healing these people. Twelve. Hours, oh, it's 12, like 13 the most hours healing thing. Yeah. Do right. you get tired? I feel like I'd be tired. Honestly, because of the atmosphere, you don't. Like mm. I didn't. I barely ate all three days. I went to uh, UPW, which is like the shorter one. And mm. it was just so powerful. And I went alone and I wore a baseball hat. And I didn't like, I kind of just did my own thing. Um, and it really was so healing and, and incredible. You know, at one point there's this day called transformation day. And you, I honestly went into it Honestly, going into the whole event, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, great. I'll be more motivated now to reach my goal body and and make more money in my career. That's what I went in thinking. I left being like, wow, I need to be nicer to myself. And I have some serious like mental blocks that I need to really work on and heal. And I, it was just so crazy that I went in for one thing and I came out really just, it it was so crazy because, you know, I think. I was a bit mean to myself if if I wasn't reaching these these body goals on you know on time and stuff at that point in my life I was really obsessed with like you know being really fit and um, during transformation day we had we did this exercise where we had to write down like all of these limiting beliefs we had in our heads and go really deep into them and it was just like you know as he was asking these questions that like I'd never really asked myself before. And by the end of it, I was like, oh my God, look at, like, I'm looking at this piece of paper that I wrote down on. I was like, look at all these things that I'm thinking on a daily basis. Like the problem here is not losing five pounds. It's what I'm saying to myself. It's my negative self-talk. And it's like how this has just taken over my life. 
you know, trying to lose five pounds has taken over 95% of my, my brain activity. Like that's not right. Like I just need to love myself. That's, it's just that. So I think that was like a massive turning point for me going to that event. Um, it was, it was really powerful, I think. And just like really put me out of my comfort zone being in this big room of like, I don't know, 10,000 people that I, I didn't know. And you had to like speak to people. And the, the funniest part though, it, the most awkward part was at this one point we had to find a partner that you didn't know, obviously, and tell them what you wrote down on your like limiting belief and, you know, negative self-talk list. So it's like, I was sharing my deepest, darkest secrets with this like Russian 40 year old lady that barely spoke English. And we were both like, you know, like, I, I can't be loved because of this. Or like, she was telling me, she's like, I will never find a husband because, you know, I look like this or this, that. And it was just like the craziest thing ever, because it's like, wow, she, she's, you know, she wasn't even, she was a good looking person. I'm like, you, you weren't even seeing yourself as, mm-hmm. as how other people see you. Like, this is crazy. And it, it just says, or it just shows that you know, everyone has their inner battles. And it was just so nice. And again, going back to community, like that's what the whole kind of seminar was for me. It was just like seeing all these people just be so kind to each other and everyone's going through their own struggles. Like it was just so nice and powerful. So I definitely, definitely recommend it to you guys. I love that. Yeah. I would love to do that. I love that it was like, for you, it's like a short, you know, you find like a shortcut almost. It's like, okay, you know, the belief is if I lose five pounds, then I will love myself. But instead of, you know, waiting till you lose the five pounds, you could just love yourself right now, you know? Mm. Um, So that's so beautiful. Yeah. You can't hate yourself to a a body you love. There's a quote about this. I, I don't know the exact wording, but it's like, you can't, yeah, you can't hate yourself until you love yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you guys wish you knew when you were younger? Like, let's say 20 years old. Is there anything that you wish you could go back and tell your 20-year-old self? Um, so much. Um, but I think top of mind is, like, you don't have to be anyone but yourself. And I think what, for me you know, I was in relationships that I felt like I needed to be what they needed, wanted, or, or considered a great girlfriend. Um, I was always thinking about them and not concerned about myself. So I would sacrifice my happiness or my well-being to make sure that they were happy and well. Um, and that's not love. You know what I mean? Like that is, I don't know what that is, but that's not love. Um, And then I would just also say that, you know, just tell her that, you know, everything's going to be okay. I think I, I, again, was kind of modeled worry a lot when I was younger. So I have a habit of worrying about things that I have no control over. I've gotten much better, but I think at that age, it would have really served me to let go of wanting to control everything, of wanting to have a plan, of telling people what I'm, what I'm doing. And yes, this is coming up for me. And yeah, I'm so excited when really like, if I don't know what's next and I don't know what's going on, that's just as okay. You know, like just being a bit more confident in the transition of everything, uh, in the unknown of my life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What about you, Krista? That's beautiful. 
let me see. Yeah, yeah, there's so much. Um, I think I, I maybe have said this before, but I would say that it's okay to not drink. Um, you know, I felt like I was spending a lot of time like in high school kind of, um, but then in college drinking and I've never liked drinking ever in my life. There was never a time and place or period where I was like, drinking's fun and drinking is, makes me happier or cooler, funner. I mean, I have friends that like drink and like drink and, you know, can have fun and be normal and, you know, all these things. It's not like I was a psychopath, but I never felt energetically good with drinking. The next day I always felt crappy and, you know, sluggish and it just was like dulling my um, spirit. So I would definitely have said that I didn't need to be drinking, that I can go to the bar sober, um, you know, or I could find other activities instead of like standing at the nasty bar and at the Ohio college that I went to. Um, you know, I think that there's just a lot of wasted time there. And then I would have said to start my blog sooner. I think I waited a little bit too long to do that. And I would have said lastly to take uh, college more seriously than I did and actually find a major that was something I wanted to do. You know, I think a lot of people were like, yeah, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. But really it's just like, they're saying that you'll figure it out quote unquote, or you'll just find a job that's mediocre and then you'll just live the rest of your life in mediocrity working at some job. You know, I Mm -hmm. think that people need to take their lives a little bit more seriously, um, at a younger age and work to find hobbies and interests and things and outlets that can really light them up so they can figure out a way to formulate and craft a life that they love um, sooner. You know, I think those would be my things. Yeah, such great points. And I totally relate to the whole drinking thing. Yeah, I definitely started drinking at a young age and thought it was cool and thought I was in the cool crowd because I was drinking. And it just really messed with me and Mm -hmm. I'm not a good drinker I'm like such a lightweight I'm literally like five foot one I'm tiny so like it just really hits me um and it just yeah it doesn't make me the best version of myself and it makes me kind of hate myself to be honest with you and I totally agree with that totally anxiety the next day you can't do anything you know and I always look at like whenever I'm at a bar or something like that and um I see couples I'm like well, they're, you know, they're probably fighting. And I'm like, if they weren't drinking, they wouldn't be fighting. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of like weird conversations and things that happen when people are drinking that wouldn't happen if they weren't drinking. People wouldn't be oh cheating on their significant other. You wouldn't be fighting with your friends. Like there's just a lot, you know, there's not often, I think the best moments related to drinking happen the next day when you're kind of laughing about yourself being drunk, but you know, you could make those memories like another way. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. And thinking about it now, it's like the fights I've had with my boyfriend mm-hmm. when he's been drinking yep. and like they're just like so immature. And for yep. me too, like when I've been drinking, but I don't drink that much anymore. Um, but like, you know, if he goes to the pub with his friends and then like we have an argument about something, it's just so much like it's just work. Like it's just it could be solved in such an easier way. Yep. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I think party friends too. This is what I learned in university. Like party friends aren't real friends a lot of the time and yes. they're just, you know, wanting to hang out with you for for comfort that you're doing the same things that they are, you know what I mean? And 100%. just for some fun. 100%. Yeah. So I think yeah. like real quality relationships are just obviously 
they happen way more often when you're not messed up the entire time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think it'd be a good thing to practice in college to, you know, I'm not saying don't drink, right? Like it's for, for a lot of people that is fun and in a way that, you know, whatever, but I just think it's a good practice to be like, okay, so tonight I'm going to have fun sober, or I'm going to go do like, go see the acapella group instead of like, go to, you know, the local dive bar, like just like kind of testing yourself earlier on, because I say this because now, you know, late twenties, early thirties, I'm having to relearn. Right. So I'm having to say, go on sober dates. (laughs) Like, you know, you kind of rely on the alcohol to, you know, get you like a little loosey goosey and more comfortable and you think you're funnier or you think you are easier to be around when that's just, that's not true. You know, like, so I think starting earlier on just having these little like games with yourself where you're like, yeah, I'm not going to drink. No one has to know. You can literally have a a soda water with lime and say it, whatever, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. I've so done that. You know what (laughs) I mean? Oh yeah, I do it all the time. But I just think it's important as early as possible. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are still in college, you know, just do that. Like you owe it to yourself to know that you can do it so that later in life you could be like, oh yeah, I've done that before. Like no problem. I'm going to have like a sober date or a sober hangout with my girlfriends and it's going to be just as fun, if not more fun and fulfilling and impactful. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Okay. A few questions for you guys. I want to ask you uh, some questions for the listeners that might not know exactly where they want to go in life. So what kind of advice would you have for, let's just say a young girl, let's say her name's Mary. She's in her early twenties. And she feels really lost and she doesn't know what she wants to do in her life. What would, what kind of advice would you give her to like help her figure it out? Mm, I think right now it's really, she's lucky because she could listen to podcasts and she could kind of dabble in a few different things. Um, You know, it's nice because podcasts like almost 30 or like other great podcasts talk about different topics. So you get a few hours of different topics each week and you can kind of figure out what piques your interest there. Um, podcast really, really helped me to figure out my path and figure out who I was and figure out that I'm interested in personal growth, that I'm interested in health and wellness, that I'm interested in, um, you know, overall learning and business and a lot of different things. So definitely listening to podcasts. It's something you can do that's very easy, free, accessible. Um, and then I would say to maybe stop looking at what your friends are doing. Um, you know, for me where I'm from, which is a small town in Ohio, if I'm looking at what everyone else is doing, then I'm not aiming high enough, (laughs) you know, and, and it could be different for everyone. If you're from LA or if you're from New York or if you're from these creative, expansive, um, big cities that have a lot of options and have a lot of diversity of career or of life choice of religion of whatever, then you could be exposed to a lot of different things that are helpful for you on your path. But there are also a lot of people like myself that are from uh, smaller places in wherever you're from, Europe, United States, what have you, um, that may stifle your creativity or may um, project insecurities on you to put you on a path that isn't related to where your heart's desire or your soul wants to go. So don't look at what everyone else is doing, kind of turn inward to figure out what you're interested in and know that it doesn't have to be 100% right away. I think a lot of people, you know, maybe marry in the situation 
education. Um, she's expecting to have her dream career right out the get of college or university or whatever she's doing, but it's really an evolution and it's really, really rare that someone finds exactly what they're meant to be doing at a very, very young age. You kind of have to figure it out. You have to try a few things. You have to make mistakes. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't take your life seriously. You know, like I said, I really think that people should be thoughtful about the decisions that they make and the jobs that they take, but you shouldn't, um, you know, expect or put the pressure on yourself to have your purpose and passion figured out at such a young age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I would just add to that, like uh, the letting go of like what, I mean, what I just said before, like what you planned, I think is the key be- and trusting that every single dot, every single step is going to connect and it's going to be so rad when you look back and it all makes sense. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, out of place, whatever it is, just know that like, you know, this is an intense learning period for you. And I always ask the question, like whenever I'm feeling that way, I just ask like, teach me, like, what are you, what, what are you, this person, this situation, this experience here to teach me? And soon after, like I find out and it's beautiful. And then I just trust that that next moment that feels similar, uncomfortable will be another teaching moment. Mm, Absolutely. Such amazing advice. So what about, you know, if there's a listener out there that knows what they want to do, but they just don't feel confident enough to start yet. And they're just waiting for the right time. What Mm. kind of advice would you guys have for that? There's never the right time. Yeah. It's an excuse. Yeah. 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 You just have to, to, like with us, you know, we just, I don't, well, we we just started, I guess. You just have to start. Yeah. It's interesting because I say that I'm like, it's an excuse, but then I have heard people in our podcast and in business that are like, you know, I'm going to do X, but I'm waiting for the right time. So, you know, it's interesting, I guess, to think about it, but I, like Lindsay said, I mean, we, from our experience, not, there is no perfect time and we just started for the pure joy of it and the pure fun of it. And we practiced and we did our very, very best and we showed up every single time. Yeah. I think, I think too, like we're taught that like you should have the right amount of money. You should have the business plan. You should have this, that, the other thing. And I guess what we really want to say is like the timing will be divine because you feel it in your gut, in your heart like that. And, and what we knew when we started was that it felt so good. And like, that's why we just kept showing up. So like, were we ready for any of this? Did we have the right equipment? Did we know how to start a podcast? No, (laughs) but we just did it. Like we just kind of followed that feeling. Um, and I just like, I think everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I agree with, with the excuse thing as well. I think, you know, we tell ourselves excuses to not do things all the time because of fear it all goes back to fear and even Mm -hmm. on like a subconscious level like you know our our brains don't want to take risks because you know from thousands and thousands of years ago taking risks is dangerous and and could maybe put your life in danger but now it's like you got to take risks if you want to do something extraordinary so I totally agree with that completely that's why I always think too it's like if you aren't willing to take the risk then you don't want the reward that bad mm-hmm. and then you can just shut the fuck up I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding but you know true you just have to do you do have to take risks yeah. if you want anything different from your life or if you don't want anything different then continue to be on the path that you're on 
Absolutely. It's so, so true. If if you're not taking these big risks, it's because you don't have a strong enough why. Yes. And yeah, Good that's one. it. Good one. Um, yeah. So one last question for both of you. And I ask this um, to a lot of my, my guests because I always like to know what people do in the morning because I'm obsessed with morning routines. It's like my thing. So let's say that you've woken up on the wrong side of the bed one morning. What do you do that ensures you'll bounce back and have an amazing day? Mm. For me, med- I mean, meditation again. Like if I, if I meditate in the morning, I'm a completely different person than when if I don't. Mm-hmm. It just has the ability to create space in my morning to kind of let myself know that I'm worth it, that I'm in control of how the day is going to go and that these moments are going to be able to really just set my mood for the day. You know, whenever I need like a, a mood reset, if I'm feeling some type of way, taking five minutes, 10 minutes, however many minutes in the bathroom, in my car, at a friend's house, wherever I am to meditate and just deep breath reset really can, you know, change the game for me. So meditation in the morning, um, I'll get up, I'll have, you know, my celery juice, I'll make matcha tea. Um, I will, you know, kiss my lovely boyfriend and tell him I'm thankful for him. But after that, I'll just sit down and make sure that I grab some crystals and meditate. Amazing. What kind of meditation do you do? Is it guided or you just kind of do your own thing? Yeah, I you can uh, Tara Brock is a really good guided meditation. It's T A R A B R A C H, and she has free meditations on iTunes. But I just do um, an I am practice, so I just concentrate on my breathing and then repeatedly say I am, or I say a mantra that I kind of gave myself. Um, but really, it's kind of like a free for all. I'm not hard and fast on like I don't have to think about anything, or I do, but I can really get into it fairly easily. I just kind of wait till I settle into like a different brainwave state um, and then kind of like sit there for like 10, 15 minutes. I love that. It's so powerful. And I totally agree. I'm the same. Um, If I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I immediately put my phone in a drawer um, because I know that I am, and we've talked about this on our pod, we're just like super impressionable in the morning. So if I, if there's an email, if there's a text, if there's an issue, if there's something on social media, any triggers, like I don't need them the first hour that I'm up. Um, So I block it away. And lately I've been doing, and it changes for me. You know, like my, my form of meditation or quiet to myself changes. I don't know why, but it just does. So I've been doing breath work lately. So I've been doing um, 10 minutes. Um, So I'll do seven minutes of breath and then three minutes of integration. And I'll do that to music and, uh, I've been able to like drop in so quick. That's what breath work, why I love breath work. Cause it's, it's pretty intense. It's very physical. It's emotional. Um, so I do that just to change like my state, like, because if I'm in my head and I'm thinking about what I have to do and who I have to reply to or whatever, like I'm, I'm a crazy person. So it just really gets me in my heart and in my like gut um, and then from there, I'll just, I'll make myself something to drink, like a, an elixir or a tea or something. I guess the ritual of that makes me feel like taken care of. And then if, if I have time, I'll like, light candles and I'll write, if I don't like that, I have to be okay with that 
was enough and and that's more than a lot of people can do so I try not to beat myself up over the the length of my morning routine or what it involves just so long as I get something in there Mm-hmm. I love that. And the phone thing is so important, honestly. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of willpower in the morning because it's just such an easy thing to kind of turn on to. But I completely agree. My, my days change like an insane amount when I sleep with my phone on airplane mode and I don't check it until, you know, an hour after I wake up. So important. 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it seems hard, but I mean, it changes everything. everything. It's just a habit. We can change our habits, right? Yes. Start with 20 minutes, move to 30, you know, just kind of, it's like, I always think just getting through my list and then I can get on my phone, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like still giving my brain stuff to do going through my list and then I can let myself be on my phone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, ladies, we're almost an hour. I am so happy that we are, via- we were able to do this and I'm yeah. so yeah. excited to release this episode. I think my listeners will absolutely love you. Oh, Thank you so wait. much again. Thank oh, you, Mimi. So when are you going to be in LA? When am I going to be? I've actually never been to LA. Is no that way. Stop it. Guys, We're going to be in London next start. year. So. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay. So come visit me in London. We'll hang oh, out. Yes. So we'll stay with you, huh? Yeah. Right. yeah so in my studio like flat. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you are Amazing. So you are just like, I cannot believe how young you are and how thoughtful your questions are and your, you know, your voice and energy like you are made in the shade. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, stop it. Thank you I don't so know. much. <laughs> I love that. It's made in the shade. It's going on our next t-shirt. I was focused on because it goes, so I did like her and then I was thinking about that and then I kind of got distracted. <laughs> this is where we get wacky. Yeah, so if like, you want to yeah, shut us off. an hour. <laughs> we can't promise anything. <laughs> I love it. Okay, guys, make sure to go check out Kristen and Lindsay on the Almost 30 podcast. It's literally one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, so I definitely so recommend Go check them out and go check out their Instagram as well. Is there anything else? Like, oh, I know you guys have like a podcast course. Do you want to talk about that really quickly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know when this your episode is coming out, but um, we are starting a course that starts January 6th. It's yourpodcastpro.com. Um, we will take you from idea to iTunes, hold your hand along the way, create a community for you to um, tap into and to lean on as you birth your little baby. And then, um, we also have like separate, um, you know, assets that you can purchase and download so that, you know, say you want to pitch, uh, brands to sponsor your podcast, or you need an email template to pitch guests, things like that. They're all on the website, your Y O U R podcast pro.com. Um, Amazing. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be on tour in the new year. So just look out, for that on our website, almost30podcast.com. Um, and just excited to meet more and more of you. Yay. Thank you guys so, so much. Thanks, sweet thing. You're Thanks, the best. honey. Mm-hmm. So excited <laughs> to share with our community and stuff too. So let us know if you need anything else. Yeah. Oh, thank you.